You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Drafter Party Day 2. I'm at Aurora Librarian, Ryan Livergood. Joining me this evening, as always, from the Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota, He's thrilled that the Vikings drafted their quarterback on day two. It's Will the Thrill Greenwood. You know, I've been saying this whole time near the end of the third round, there was going to be a a cornerback run and four just went off on the board right in a row. So you guys are all welcome for that, that, that take. And also joining us, we've got Jake Patterson, Jake Patterson, league mates. He has also contributed to helping out the Scott Fishbowl making uh, obbies. I think you did it last year, Jake, right? So welcome to I, the I did, yeah. Joes. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Yeah, so we, we were, we've been talking for a while now. We, we did a Patreon show, and we, we were just been reacting what's going on in the third round. And, Will, like, you're disappointed a little bit with day two. Yeah, how can, you, how can you not be? I mean, I guess, I guess only in the, the context of I love drafting rookie running backs. I think we all do. I think everybody loves to draft rookie running backs. And right now <laughs> we do anyway. I don't know if everybody does. Yeah. But right now we're just like, we're running out of, of like shots to take it like in your first 15 rookie draft picks. Yeah. That's, I, think, that's... I think all these guys are top 15 rookie picks potentially. Like I, th- I think right in there. And after that, like, I guess now we'll have all these, you know, you shoot your shot type of running backs, but it's not going to be nearly as exciting as somebody with day two capital because it gives you such an analytical advantage to go in day two that you can just convince yourself to be excited about them. Yeah, that, that's that's true. And we're not quite done with the third round here, but, you know, approaching the end and like guys like Michael Carter and, and Kenneth Gainwell are still on the board. So if they slip into, you know, the, the fourth round or beyond, that's that's pretty scary territory. Uh, Jake, you feel the same way. Are one of your guys that you were thrilled about, uh, Javonta Williams, you know, he, he didn't, how do you feel about that Denver landing spot? I'll be a lot more thrilled if there's a QB change with Aaron Rodgers MVP coming in to, uh, to throw the ball. That would change the offense dramatically. If you got Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater, obviously the, 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 the ceiling is lower. Yeah. Jake coming in with a hot take. The offense exactly, right? radically if you had Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers good. Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater bad. So I, I think I think the, the landing spot is going to be sneaky good. Uh, I think we've seen Melvin Gordon has passed his prime. He's, yes. This will be his last year there. And I, I think that offensive line is better than what we give it credit for, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. And I think Toronto Williams is the best running back, uh, at, at, well, at least right now, walking into that, that backfield. Melvin Gordon was better in the past, but he's not better now. Yeah, I, I think that maybe it will be a little bit annoying in 2021, but I think if you're patient, I, I do like it too, Will. And, I, and one of the things I was telling you guys I liked about it is I feel like people might perceive it as a bad landing spot and they'll slip down the board a little bit, I'm hoping, uh, because I, I think he'll have a decent 2021. I think in 2022, you know, wheels up, man. Uh, that, that could be a good opportunity, especially – Jake, as you mentioned, if if all these you know, rumors are in about Aaron Rodgers, if he ends up in Denver, man, that's going to be fun. Yeah, hopefully you know before your rookie drafts. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll it'll it'll. I don't know. I kind of feel like we're going to know some more stuff sooner rather than later because I feel like they're putting the heat on and 
I don't know. It's such a weird situation. I, as a Bears fan, I, I can't, I continue like I literally guys, I'm not kidding. I woke up this morning and I'm like, did the Bears, did they really drop Justin Fields? Did last night really happen? Did I just, like, I didn't even drink yesterday. Like, did I drink heavily and, and I hallucinated or something? Cause it's still unbelievable to me that not only the Bears got Justin Fields, but now this Aaron Rodgers news, it's almost too good to be true uh, as a Bears fan. Cause we've been tormented by that guy for so long. So send him out West, send him to Denver as far as I'm concerned. And that honestly would be like as an Aaron Rodgers owner and dynasty does that, that at the very least he maintains his value. He might even go up a little bit in value. Um, right. I mean, we're, we're excited about that. We're not, we're not worried about him losing any value, right? Does he go up in value? He's going to have better pass catchers in Denver than he ever had in uh, green Bay, obviously other than Devonte Adams. Yeah. I right. think you automatically would move Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton way up. It's like all those guys. I think he would also right now, but yeah, he would also love to have the the chess piece that is KJ Hamler. I, again, I don't think it'd be super valuable for fantasy, but I think for well, well it's, val- it's, va- it's valuable in the sense it's good for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I can and, see him going there and throwing picks. He'd immediately and, be the wide no, receiver two in Green Bay. No fan. We didn't even say no fan name, but that's great for him. That's Go Hawks. Yeah, yeah, no fan. <laughs> Tight end one. That's the thing about so no fan you, you me- joke, me- but... measurably was similar to. Uh, Kyle Pitts coming out, you know, slightly less played in the Iowa offense. That was, but I think that's the Iowa offense is comparable to Florida. Like they're both weren't fun to watch uh, or, or very good overall. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't love the comparison, but I think that, you know, he, the Noah fan is like a, a heavily, heavily discounted, you know, like B plus version of Kyle Pitts. Noah Fant- best comparable player right now is Noah Fant. Yeah, Noah Fant might be a good guy to get now because his value could could really go up if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. And even if, it, if even if that doesn't happen, I think you're still going to be happy with having Noah Fant. So we, we probably don't talk about him enough. Um, so, Jake, you said something interesting dur- during the Patreon show. It was about Kyle Pitts. Y- you suggested that Kyle Pitts might be your, your Titan 1 in Dynasty overall. Did I he miss should him? be everyone's tight end one in dynasty overall. So I wanted to get into that a little bit with you because um, I, I think – Will, who's your tight end one? Is it is it George Kittle? It's going to stay Kittle for, for now because I haven't gone back and re-ranked. But I, I got to keep Kittle at the moment. I really like what San Francisco's doing, and a rookie quarterback's best friend is the tight end. I think if he gets – if we see Kittle get banged up again this year, I think it will help him to not have Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback, though. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's Jake. That's what I want to ask you about because I could see you taking Pitts. Or, or, I, although I think Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, he's got to be in the top three of anyone's conversation. I know his age; he's there, but he's so productive. But so I, I could see having him over Kelsey though because of the age alone. Uh, but but Kittle, it's a little bit of a different story because you know he's 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 not that much older th- than Pitts. Um, Seven years in Dynasty, not that much. Well, but he's getting to his prime, right? I mean, let's hear what with injuries. What? Is, what how, how old is Kittle? Is he 20? He's like 27 and a half. 27.6, yeah. 27.6. So he's a t- you know, tight end slash. He doesn't have like a good five years left on the you know on the, on the tread there, a, a guy that we know can produce. So Best um, case scenario. Yeah. So, and all right. so if you're looking to sell in three years, who's who's buying the uh, – I mean, who's buying, who's buying Kelsey Kittle? at age 30? Uh, last year I was, but that was – pretty much on a short-term basis. If you're in a championship window, you're looking to 
that's what that's where you want Kelsey and Kittle if you're a championship team. If not, you should be selling them. Yeah. So with, with Kelsey, do you guys own Kelsey in a few places? Uh, oh, I do. I, I, I do, I, I do and I, I'm trying to move him, but I'm I'm struggling to find the value in return for the rest of my league mates. Ryan, you have any similar scenarios? Honestly, where, where I have him, okay. One is a contract league where it's like, he's going to just kind of go, well, it's actually two places. It's a a contract league. And then another place is our, of course, um, um, league, league of ballers. Right. So, and in that league, you know, I just have a team where I feel like, you know, I'm competitive and I've got other older assets and I, I just feel like he's, I'm not going to get the value for him. I mean, I just, I haven't even really tried because I just, he's in a rock for my team for so many years. So a guy like Kelsey in a lot of leagues, I just want to I, I know we want to flip assets before, you know, they lose their value, but I think with him, he's such an advantage. I'm just going to ride him until he dies, honestly, because honestly he he's an iron man. He's missed one game his career. That's because of concussion. I mean, he could go four or five more years and produce. I'm not saying that's likely, but there's a chance. So I, I, I feel like I've got at least a tier window with him. He's going to be a huge producer and I'm happy with that. So, I, I mean, I, I think he's probably a good guy to acquire, especially for uh, a contender because I don't know, he's, he's just so good. And, 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 and the tight end position is just such a mess. We just don't know what we're going to get from these other guys. Look at everyone else. You know, Darren Waller, how many years does he have left? Um, I don't what happens any Kittle and Kelsey are superstar. I don't think there's any argument that Kittle and Kelsey are absolutely superstars. Like they're Hall of Famers. But if Kyle Pitts is a Hall of Famer and he's this much younger, and you're going to have him for this much longer, and he's going to block less than Kittle. Like yeah. he, no, I said, I, I said in the Patreon show, he could lead the league in touchdowns the year one. Like his his ceiling is massive, and it's right out the gate. No, and, and Jake, you're, and listen, I'm not. I was just wanting to have a fun conversation. I I, I think that's a totally legitimate argument and mm-hmm. you 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 argue that point well oh, well um, I, I i think though i are you talking about lead the league at the tight end position or as all pass catchers um either like both i think Devonta adams has a better like it was it's, it's like hold my beer still adam's future is up in the air it's, it's, i know i know i know but like, <laughs> let's just say that stays like stays the same they added amari rogers who isn't going to be no. the red zone threat so i i it might be a Carolina saying something like that, but I'm I am shaking in my boots about my Devontae Adams shares that I have right now. I mean, I know that he did produce with uh oh, who is the backup when Rodgers went down last time? Oh, he still I... he still was a big touchdown producer. He was fine, but he wasn't like wide receiver one overall. He was still like you know a, a twelve to fifteen overall wide receiver. Anyway. Yeah, I mean it's it's not good for for value because I think already we're starting to see you know Devonta Dynasty people are starting to look at his age and think oh maybe I should get out now even though he's a he's a huge producer so that it certainly would not help him <laughs> on top of that if Aaron Rodgers leaves down no doubt about that also but, round three round three is over everybody uh, the last so it picks thirty five through forty two are all defensive players. We have a, a few tight ends, a few wide receivers. So in the, in the first three rounds, guys, we have four running backs. So I think we clearly have a running back. Uh, I mean, if you were just call it like a let's call it like a mega tier. Those are, I mean, are those the only four <laughs> running backs you're interested in right now? That's, yes, at best. Honestly, me yeah. too. Well, I, I I I was trying to get excited about. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. I wanted Gainwell to go. But now that he is in the draft capital, just forget it. Um, 
Michael Carter, no. I mean, I, I like Michael Carter as a player, but but in terms of like a dynasty fantasy asset, I mean, he'll he'll get a job someplace and he'll. Chuba Hubbard. I mean, who could have if you went yeah. if you went day two though? He could you could convince yourself into Chuba Hubbard if you went day day two. Yeah, but not now. Jamar Jefferson had some fans. I mean, Chris Evans could still be, I guess, a sleeper because he had all those behavioral issues, but he's still coming out as an older prospect. Uh, I'm not surprised Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson didn't go because he's that dying breed of running back. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, like just, my later round picks, like I, I'll what? look at Khalil Herbert, Kylan Hill, and uh, Jared Patterson, just because I've fallen in love with Jared Patterson, so I'll I'll, I'll try to get yeah. him in, in every in every possible place. Uh, Amir Smith Marset, as far as we're going to talk about top wide receiver <laughs> recruits or prospects coming out. Uh, coming from the, the vaunted University of Iowa passing offense, he doesn't go on day two. So I just need him to get drafted now. I, I know I'm jumping around in topics, but this is where we are. I, I need the Bear. I need Amon Ross, St. Brown to keep slipping down and, and for the Bears to draft him uh, to trade up again. And, and He's not the first St. Brown to drop. No, no, he's not, is he? <laughs> no, if he not. goes if he goes like 602 to the Packers, just call it, call it a day. <laughs> he's, he's already dead. All, yeah. Everyone who's not yeah. right now, it's pretty much they're all dark throws at this point. Yeah, and I and I purely mean that just for for my team, just for depth of wide receiver, not because I like him in fantasy because of the Bears or anything like that. Yeah, no, it's it's totally. Uh, yeah, no, we're th- that's why we don't really need to do a third night of the drafter party because I mean day three is is fun to watch and see where you know your, your favorite Hawkeyes go day three will or just to just just for kind of fun. But yeah, in terms of fantasy, it's not really worth following too closely especially dynasty yeah so anyway yeah it's kind of done you're right jake the, the as far as we're concerned the draft is over it's it's pretty sad like because even the top four guys you can make arguments against them like i'm i've loved the 2020 class way more than a lot of these guys like there's questions for harris with ben retiring the open offensive line they're obviously the run usage is going to go up ETN's got question marks with he like he looked chubby. He he's got James Robinson. He's already going to be said he's third down back. Yeah, the only player that's younger than the the 2020 class is Javante Williams. Yeah, exactly. Man, that's that is for the buzz kill there, Jake. Insane. Thanks for coming on the show. All right, well that's I'm it, sorry, everybody. Hey, you know, I know, all your rookie picks. What about the wide receivers? <laughs> I went through a whole no, I'm, monologue. Know, about you're not wrong no. about Najee Harris. I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're undervaluing how old Najee Harris is coming out into the league. And I, I get that it doesn't matter as much for running backs, but it's not very often you have a 23 and a half year old first round running back. If ever. Well, he's dominating last year when he's, he's the oldest guy on the field. Like it's not that surprising. If you put the guys, well, he's, the, the he's dominant when a bunch of other programs, yeah, he's dominant though when a bunch of other programs had some massive COVID issues. Absolutely. Like the SEC was not a good conference last year overall compared to the seasons past. But Alabama was a really great college football team. Like they they were there, they were careful, they did everything right, and he got he really got to shine during that. Uh, my my other biggest thing is I just don't I don't think he has breakaway speed, and you you see that with a player that I really love like David Montgomery. When you don't have that kind of speed, it matters even in the difference between a four yard run and an eight yard run in the NFL. I think with him, it's, it's just about, it really is kind of about opportunity and, and how much volume he gets, because I, I think you guys are right. I, I the think volume he, is absolutely it. 
Yeah, because yeah. I mean, I, if he gets volume, you know, I, not that he's like Leonard Fournette or anything, but I, I think I heard someone use that comparison the other day. I wish I could remember so I'd give them credit where, you know, when, when Leonard Fournette was getting the ball and seeing volume, you know, he puts up big numbers. Otherwise, he's not a special back. I, I, I mean, do J- think Jordan, though, Jordan her- Howard led the league in rushing. Well, right. When so, he was getting the volume, it's, it's yeah. Right. It's, but, but so he, okay. So he doesn't have, but he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but I think he does have pretty outstanding vision. And, but, but yeah, you're right. It's volume. unfortunate. He's not going to have a good, good offensive line to run behind. Um, so, so yeah, no, but Jake, I think, I think you make a good point. Um, and we can, well, we kind of identified this. When we talked last night, you, you feel good, you know, I don't know, probably through the early, like super flex league, early first, mid first, but then you get to a point where it's like, eh, I, I kind of feel like there's a big drop off. Now I, I was, I was kind of excited about some of the early second round picks and super flex, but I don't think I'm as excited anymore. I don't want to put too much of a damper because Harris is going to catch the ball like crazy. He has 230 pounds. Like he is, in my opinion, the clear RB one in this class. Uh, it's, it's just sad. Only seeing four guys go in the top three rounds where at least the water <laughs> so class, you can be happy in, like with the top 10 guys all had decent draft capital. Yeah. yeah, I'll uh, again, like you have the the Dwayne Eskridge going to Seattle. I honestly think that's a good, like, I mean, if you're really going to go for a stretch fit, like he's the next Doug Baldwin of that offensive scheme, you know, a smaller guy comes out older into the NFL. Now he has draft capital. I think the Rams with their, was that their first pick in the draft in the second round with Tutu Atwell? That's the most Rams pick ever. Uh, this is just what they do. You know, like Van Jefferson, Oh, all my Van in, Jefferson in shares. Oh, no. I mean, it's just. <laughs> huh. Seattle I don't know, only has like, three picks in this draft, too. So to use it on Dwayne Eskridge is kind of saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't mind it, but you're right about the age. It, it is a little scary, but maybe he comes in more mature and meshes well with that offense. I think he's at least worth that dart throw. But I'm, I'm taking, you know, like Terrence Marshall ahead of him. Uh, or Terrence Marshall, like, I think for sure. Uh, I might struggle with, uh, I like oh, absolutely. landing spot, Amari Rogers. So I think you're kind of like, I'll keep Elijah Moore, you know, ahead of that, that kind of tier around Moore for sure. I think Ronda Moore, Moore actually bumps up quite a bit with his landing spot. I really like that. Even it's not the biggest fan of Ronda Moore, but anyway, uh, that that's kind of the end of my rant. But, but yeah, I think the problem with the wide receivers is that for, for me, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I just think after Chase, I, I've got kind of issues with everybody. I, I think it's a, they're all kind of underwhelming in size. And the ones I, I really was excited about, I, I don't necessarily lo- love their landing spots. Uh, so, yeah, for me, I, I think my reaction after day two is, is yeah, disappointment with overall where the wide receivers I like to win, I think. I mean, I mean, I think there are some some interesting values there. And Elijah Moore is still interesting to me. And I, I like where, Ter- I kind of like where Terrence Marshall went and I, I don't know, but, but yeah, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I mean, around more. Uh, yeah. I, I, I get the feeling by t- talking to you guys that you both like him way more than I do. I, I, I want to, I'd say, I say, we, I just, I don't know. Let's, let's have some rubber meet the road. Uh, yeah. This you is wanna... what we're here for. Let's do a three person mock while nobody else has hopped on yet. I think this is because one with me, my brain is everywhere and I'm jumping around (laughs) just like all, all over the board. Let's yeah. Let's get centered. Let's just super flex. And yeah. Yeah. Super flex. Uh, Let's go tight end premium, super flex, tight end premium. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Not, not, not two tight ends. Let's not get too wild. 
but you know, tight end premiums. Four, so four tight end league. Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> Pat Fryerman. Yeah, we haven't talked about him yet, so which I like. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so good. let's uh, let's 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 do a mock. Um, All right, let's is, do a mock. does anybody want the first pick overall? And are we are we gonna snake okay. this? It's like if you get the one hundred three, you get the one hundred four. No, as well. let, let, let's go straight down the pipe. You just want to take turn. Okay, it's probably easier to follow It'll be that way. For you we'll, to copy and paste the we'll, order. We'll, we'll get we'll get confused. Um, I, I've got a separate spreadsheet. We're we gonna do this in the chat. Not that the listeners really care, but do you I have a sheet going. Okay, you have a sheet going. That's fine. We, we can all keep our own sheets. The, yeah. the, the, so okay, you're all responsible for keeping the order. Okay, here we go with the. 101. We didn't decide our order yet, though. No, oh, we didn't the... set the order. Okay. We want to do it by age. We want to do it by sure. Whose team we felt did the best in this draft? I don't know. I mean, oh, Ryan, you go first. You know, hey, <laughs> I guess I'm uh, going last. Jake, oh, you're going to go last? Well, if we were going by draft performance here, I think Pittsburgh would be the no, last Jake, for you, sure. Jake, you go second because. It'll be interesting if you go second, Jake. Let's because I want to because we okay because everyone knows I'm going to go Trevor Lawrence at one, so I'm going to go uh, Lawrence. Yeah, with my yeah I mean it's just like the first pick's kind of a, a wash at this point. Yeah, so it's not like easy. I. Yeah. But now I'll copy, I'll copy and pasting, getting down here. We'll go through two rounds. Of course. Uh, well, so we might, we might not have two rounds worth of picks, but we'll try. Yeah, we, are you kidding? Oh yeah, I've got I've got four ranking done right now. Wow. All right, all right, all right, all right. Jake's been grinding. I have actually. That's why I want Jake. That's why I really want you to you to come on. Is I really respect you as a dynasty player and your progression from when we first joined to now. I kind of hate you uh, because you become so much better at dynasty. It's it's not as fun to be in leagues. (laughs) I kid, I I kid. It makes it makes it way more fun, but it just means I'm going to get less rookie picks. (laughs) Competition for sure. I think being in leagues with like the Joes and all the other league members that we typically have are. They're sharp people. And I think the progression of all of us have actually, with our dynasty leagues getting more established, have gotten better. And we have yeah, Absolutely. A, good, a good reactive and active group. Absolutely. Like if you send somebody a trade, it doesn't just sit out there. And if it does, then you ask if they're okay. We're all typically yeah. good at sharing our opinions, and I think it helps all of us. That's going to sure. That's why I have to have a couple leagues without any of y'all in it. Just, I just have to have like one or two. Well, you want to win like, something. I get it. Well, I, I I haven't well, I've come close. One of them was a two tight end Empire League, and the guy won back to back last year. It was like a, a dark horse, like second year, and he won like three grand. That's so so disappointing, Ooh, but but yeah. happy because I hated a lot of people in that league. That's the one thing you run into a lot of, and part of my language here, fantasy douches. Those those kind of like bullies in fantasy leagues that send you and bully you into trade offers, but then it doesn't work on you, but then it works on other people in the league, and it really does ruin the league. And Absolutely. I really do. I really like, I, I'm going to be more active if I join any other like random people leagues to ha- kind of have a separate thing. If that's the case, I'm going to leave it much earlier. I don't, I don't know who said this, but they stuck with me. Every single time a trade is made in your dynasty league and you're not involved, you're losing ground. And it's, it's very true. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I, credit, I to, credit to whoever said that. Cause it definitely didn't come from me. But. Oh, great. That was Greenwood analytics. Thank you, Will. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's 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 get roll. We've gotten rolling here. This is the Fancy Joe's Drafter Party after night two mock draft. Superflex, tight end premium. With the 101, I took Trevor Lawrence. Jake Patterson's on the clock with the 102. Jake, do you need any more time? Are you gonna take up all uh, your time like Jacksonville did the other night? Or are you gonna just make your pick? It's easy. It's easy. 
I'm taking Justin Fields, the second best quarterback available. Ooh, love it. Yeah, I love the pick. Bravo. I get people saying that San Francisco is a better landing spot, but Justin Fields is going to be the tide that rises all boats in Chicago. And I have to say something here um, about the the Bears being a bad landing spot. Well, first of all, they added Tevin Jenkins tonight, which I think was a, was a great, great get in the second round. That guy is a beast. I'm super excited about that. Um, so they solidified their offensive line. I'm not saying it's going to be great. I think it'll be okay, though. At least they tried to solidify it. They, they're they're trying. made a good effort. Yeah, that's a yeah. big win. They smashed this draft over yeah. the park. So, okay. And, and yes, they're lacking a little bit wide receiver, but they're getting guys like Trey Cohen back. Um, Are they lacking? I mean, Devontae well, Adams. They've got a wide receiver one, Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. Is, is so, Anthony, does Anthony Miller become relevant if he doesn't get traded? Is this his moment? If he, yeah. if, he, if he can work as hard as Justin Fields, I know maybe. he's too old for you, Jake. I get it. Do you, do you remember his first year where he put a player's tribune saying he's not Antonio Brown? News to everybody. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Well, Antonio yeah, Brown I, hasn't I really had his felt. arm fall out of his socket so many times, yeah. which, which is sad, but it's just like it's his shoulder's a problem. A couple a couple more points. I, I promise I won't go on and on about this, but Matt Nagy was there for the Patrick Mahomes blueprint. He saw how Patrick Mahomes was mentored by Alex Smith. And I, I really do think the Bears are going to try hard to apply that model to the situation. Not that it's going to work, but John D. Filippo, remember him? Flip, you know, the quarterback guru. I think he's going to be a really good guy to help mentor. Yeah. The field. So I think they're surrounding him with a, as good a situation as possible. So it's not as good as the 49ers situation in my opinion, but, but it's not horrible. It's not situations change. It can only get better. Yeah. So anyway, that's all. And that's, that's my job was doing everything right right now. Anyways, like look, watch coming from the draft. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not on wood, Jake. Yeah. We, they've, they've done nothing. What if we with me? They've ruined it. So <laughs> a, a pig, a pig just flew over my house. Crackers <laughs> <laughs> doing everything right. Uh, so, so the one Oh three, I'm going to go Trey Lance. Uh, I have moved him above the the rest of the field in the superflex league i think that his he's going to start sooner than sooner than later jake made a great point too with uh he's not going to sit out for two years sitting out for two years they, they know that they know that going into this they know that going in with this pick he may not start game one uh but we also don't we haven't seen the whole fallout of this and i think that organization and that offensive scheme uh at least kyle shanahan will get a, a more than more than two years i think he'll get more than two years of a chance with trey lance in this pick uh, to, to mold him into it. So if he struggles a little bit in that offense in year one, I'm still holding and I'm going to year two. But even if he struggles in year one, he has enough rushing upside to be just fine for fantasy and, and be a contributor to your team. So I, I think the top three right here, uh, I think the, the number one overall pick is locked and loaded. I think two and three, you could interchange if you wanted to really. I would I would still go. I, I think I'd go Lance and Fields, but I might go Fields and Lance you know, tomorrow. I, I still have to really, really figure it all out. But I think, to me, at least, at this point in time, Trey Lance is the easy 103. Okay, can I interrupt here? So, Lance and Fields, would you rather have those two guys or Joe Burrow? I would take Lance or Fields. Me as well. What about Russell Wilson? I'll take, I'll take Russell Wilson. Okay. Jalen Hurts? I'll take these two guys. Uh, yeah, these guys for me. I like Hurts for this season. At it's, least for the start of this season. They're top 10 QBs right now in Dynasty. Yeah. And typically the rookie draft is the, the cheapest you can acquire these guys. Pay your rookie picks while you can. Probably too late, but. <laughs> well, and, and also with these quarterbacks too, these three guys in particular, 
you know, they're, they're even if they have pretty horrible years, they're, they're likely to retain their value going into year two. So, I mean, it's not, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of value, maybe, yeah, maybe they don't hit, maybe they decline, but if you see that coming, maybe you could get out in time. So what, what about a guy like Lamar Jackson? I think he's he was, a very, he, he's a very like variant. Like, yeah. Some people are very low on him now. I, I think I still take Lamar Jackson over fields and Lance, believe it or not. I may be on an Island by myself, but. I have Lamar ahead, but I think it could flip very quickly. Yeah, I also have Definitely Lamar good. ahead. So it sounds like it's not that controversial. Great, great point, Will. Uh, we will agree on. But so, Ryan, you're at the 104. Let's, let's, let's move on. 104, well, obviously it's got to be Mac Jones here because, no, okay. Yeah. Whoa. No, I'm joking. I'm already joking. typed it in. Okay. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would screw up our mock. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. No, this is tough, guys. When I took the 101, I didn't realize what I was doing to myself. I, I was forcing myself to make this pick, like when it counts. Um, and you did say tight end premium. And yeah, yeah it is, and it we're, is in a we're in a vacuum. Team Deans are out. This is just vac. You know. So obviously. so I, I'm gonna I am gonna make this pick. Not not just to to be cute or anything. You know, Jake, you you've been making this argument since it's tight end premium, I think I will take Kyle Pitts. And Ooh. the reason I think I want to do it here is because of what, what I said on the Patreon show. Since I've been doing Dynasty, there's one guy I can remember that we all agreed upon in startups, you know, leading up to the draft. And then after the draft, he just kept climbing and climbing and climbing. He was like a late second round and pulled up the second and the first. And that was Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley, you know, he was a physical specimen. He, he produced in college. He was, it was kind of like this perfect prospect. And um, I, I think, I think in this class, you've got a couple of guys like that. You could say that, that Lawrence is one of those guys uh, at the quarterback position. And then you can say that with Kyle Pitts. We haven't seen a tight end like Kyle Pitts. I know that these guys usually go down in value, these, these rookie tight ends, but this guy, I know you're sick of hearing it. He's a, he's a unicorn or we might call him a dynasty platypus because he's so unique. We like to use that word. It's a unicorn here on the fancy Joe's platypuses exist <laughs> because they exist. And, and Kyle Pitts exists and he's a, I mean, he's, he's a freak. You, you saw, you saw what he did in his pro day. I mean, he, he's, he can do, he can do it all. He produced in college. He's in a great situation there in Atlanta. He, he's going to feast in the red zone when, when Atlanta's in the red zone what are teams going to do? Cause they got to take care of Julio Jones. I know people say, Oh, Julio Jones never scores touchdowns, but it's because he's always going to double or triple team, triple team to the end zone. And that's going to happen in Atlanta. And, and they've got this other guy, by the way, Calvin Ridley is pretty good in the red zone too. So it, it's going to be awesome. And um, I, I think it's worth investing the pick right on the upside because you can have this lock and loaded tight end one for, you know, 10 years and set it and forget it on your desk. The, 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 the position for advantage is massive. I think can't be understated. Uh, I think, though, side point here, does the pick of Kyle Pitts affect Calvin Ridley? Because Calvin Ridley was the one feasting on those red zone targets that Julio Jones was being double, double triple covered in. Uh, I do think that we will see, may, maybe not in year one, but, but maybe later on in year one, that Calvin Ridley's touchdown upside is going to drop. So do you, do you think that that presents an opportunity to acquire Calvin Ridley considering, I know, although Calvin Ridley at this point, he was old. No, you sell him. So you sell he, him like, right now for Kyle Pitts. But, but, you know, Julio, how much time does Julio have left? And we heard the rumors that they were trying to shop Julio Jones. Does Atlanta still do that to help their cap situation? I, I don't know. It's maybe. So uh, they're yeah, also it, shopping this pick. So, okay. So uh, other thoughts, anything to add about Kyle Pitts? 
nah. So yeah. So I, I yeah. The more I, I thought like about it. it, with you know, on the clock with the pressure, I mean, there are a lot of guys I would have been happy with here, but but Pitts just kind of feels right in this situation. The only so. thing I dislike about him is I keep typing his last name with only one T. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's, that, it's really that's odd. A, that's a Will Greenwood problem, not a yeah. not a dynasty community problem. No. <laughs> Just thought you know the people want to know these things. Greenwood analytics. All right, Jake. I, I believe you're next with, with 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 one of five. So this will be interesting here because I, I I think I took your guy that you would have taken that I took. Him. You absolutely did. He is the one of four, and in uh in two tight end leagues, which I know some people might be in, he is the one of one, especially if it's a premium as well. Uh, I just wanted to slip that in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's a slam dunk 101. 105, yeah. I will be taking the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Najee Harris. All right. Homer. Homer. Najee's just got to chase that volume, and especially the pass-catching running backs are going to have extra. Big Ben's not mobile. <laughs> Last time I checked, he loves to pass short. And Najee Harris is 230 pounds, and like there is a chance that he could be something special. And I'm just at 105. I'm going to cash it in. Running backs are position scarcity too, right? So you got to take them when you can. Yeah, team running back. That that was what made it hard for me. Um, but I, I don't think compared to last year, you, we can put Coles in the games of of all these running backs that that have been drafted, and there aren't too many of them. Uh, Will you, you? We we had an episode three weeks ago, and you were kind of telling me why you were avoiding Harris. So, would you have taken Harris here at the at the one hundred five? I'll think. Yeah, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think I want to chase that year one volume. I'm at this point in time. Uh, I think that that that's what you need. Use your like I'm using my brain over my heart, and well, also like over my opinion uh, of Najee Harris, and I think he is the correct pick there. So. At the at the 106, I'm going to stick with it. I am a little bit worried about volume here, but I'm also thinking that the concerns about volume are a little bit overstated. And I am going to take him before the wide receivers. I'm going to go with the 106, Travis Etienne. All right. Jake, what, what do you think about uh, Travis Etienne there? So the addition of Travis Etienne in Jacksonville, you would think, and I, I think that James Robinson is dead. My biggest concern is I was a heavy Rashad Penny drafter a few years ago, and it bit me when Chris Carson still won that job. So to say it's a, with 100% certainty that ETN's got that like three-down workhorse workload, it's a, it's tough. But at 106, I don't think you're a, it's a bad pick at all. You're going to want to take the best running back on the board and – you could make the argument that Javante Williams is it, but I was again, you could make the argument that he's RB one as well. So I was waffling a little bit with Javante and going that way, but I want to. I, I still really, really, really like Etienne as a, as a prospect, and with first round draft capital, I'll just bank on him not being Rashad Penny. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a pretty small sample size, so it yeah. could almost be ignored. Yeah, I I, I love. The, the the pick and I'm very excited about uh, Travis Etienne and, and I think that it will certainly be a running back by committee I, I I don't initially think he'll get all the early down work but I, I think as as we talk about on the show the the cream rises to the top right well um, cream rises uh, I want to say one more thing because I think I know that some of our league mates listen to this Do you guys remember when Travis Etienne said he was scared to catch the ball I hope that worries some of, of my of my league mates <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I think he's figured it out, but yeah, let's see. And, and he's with the quarterback that was throwing him the passes last year. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's I like that continuity. Yeah, no, I think it's it's a good pick. And I, I think you could argue uh, you, you could take Etienne over Harris. I think he could go back and forth with those guys. And, and honestly, I do think the guy I'm gonna take at the 107, I and I I can't believe I'm doing this. And because I I but but I, I look at my board and, and Jamar and Jamar Chase is there. And it seems like it's the like okay, he's a top five wide receiver, and I'm probably crazy for doing this. And maybe this is only mocks where he's going to slip further down. But I don't hate Jamonte Williams' landing spot, guys. I, I don't. I don't hate it. Um, I, I think he's a very talented running back, um, and I just think that at the end of the day, it, it hurts to do it. I mean, it's, it's probably, I'm probably dumb to do it, um, but I'm going to take Jamonte Williams because I, I just think the, the Jake, as you said. The, the running backs, you get, get them while you can. And, uh, you know, my, I guess my fear is fear here is that I'm giving up a clear wide receiver one um, that's going to, you know, match up with Joe Burrow and just be, be a complete stud. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm going to bet on the, on the second round running back, the guy that went early in the second round, the, the, um, the, the NFL scouts love him. Everybody in the NFL loves him. Um you know, Denver traded up to get him. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I feel good about this pick. I, I, I you know, I, at, at first I wasn't sure what I thought about the landing spot and. Oh, yeah. but, but Your QB situation can only get better. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. I'm, and that's crazy. And, and Gerard Chase is on the board, which is insane. And a couple of quarterbacks that are interesting are on the board, but that's where we're at. So one Oh seven, uh, Jamonta Williams. So Jake, you're, you're up at the one Oh eight, or what do you guys think of that pick? Do you guys react? Will, what do you think of that? I didn't know. I, I think you went through the, the use case like scenario, Gerard Williams. And so I, I, I don't mind it. I think that's a tough, tough, bold decision, but, uh, over Chase I, I, quarterbacks. I, I think it's, I think just over chase and me. Yeah. But I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good choice. That's the thing is like, I, I'm on the same waffling. Like you made all the points that I, I would discuss is I'll just end it there. Okay. Jake, and before you pick any other thoughts on the pick or you just want to, uh... I, I think it's extremely rash, like rash, rational to do that. Okay. Running backs are more important of a position in fantasy. Right. So. Again, and his ceiling could er, be early second round pick. Yeah. And I guess I'm just terrified to death of, of not terrified. That's, that's exaggerating, but you know, those, those first round wide receivers, I, you know, I, I, I it's, it's, they're just not as like guaranteed. Like if you, you know, you, you look at, you look back and you look at the guys that hit the first round wide receivers, it's not a great a number as, as we, we want it to be. Right. I, I think back to that draft with, and I, I know he's better than any of these guys, but you know, like Corey Davis and John Ross and, uh, Mike, Williams. Mike Williams, it just, you know, but where are those guys now? What are their, what is their value? Yeah. Not, not much. So anyway, we, I, I digress. So Mike, so Mike Williams is, has always been an interesting dynasty case because you have people who really weird. love Mike Williams still. Yeah. It's, who are these people? It's, it's, it's so crazy. weird. It's so weird. Uh, but okay. Uh, so one, one Oh eight then Jake, you got some interesting uh, options here. Um. I would be running up to the podium to select Jamar Chase. I think, <laughs> I think I was in this spot a lot last year too. And CD lamb fell to this with how deep the running back class. I think he was about a one Oh eight. I got him there a lot last year. Yeah. I think it's a slam dunk. If you, if, if you don't have that pick, do everything you can to get that pick because Jamar Chase will be worth more than the one Oh eight. The second you pick him. Yeah. Like, yeah it's, it's one of those unique scenarios where, where the player's worth more than the pick. 
like absolutely like i maybe i could flip a first second and a third of my 2022 picks and i'll get it get a late first like 108 109 because zach wilson or mac jones could go before jamar chase as well and it's yeah. it is the cheapest you will ever acquire these players i have jamar chase as the top 10 dynasty wide receiver right now yeah 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 it's especially if you um if those guys that need quarterbacks, those are always guys in super leagues that need quarterbacks. So they'll maybe take them earlier than anyone else would of their reach or whatever, or, or someone will trade up to that one away to grab Zach Wilson or Mac Jones or something. So, yeah, no, that's a good point. And, and like I said, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, maybe Williams taking Williams over chase is crazy, but um, it, I don't think so at all. It's a, it's a, gr- it's a great pick. I mean, chase a one away. You're right. I, I like that analogy, the CD lamb of last year. Cause we saw, and, and guys like, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, um, you know, slipped down the boards. And so, yeah. You know, you get a... of this year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we, we got, we got chase off the board then. So, well, I think it, it it's, you know, once again, I, I think as we get into this range, it starts to get interesting. I mean, maybe not because maybe we take the quarterbacks and then, or, or maybe you got those first hundred receivers that went early. I don't know. What are you going to do here? Well, I, I want, I want, I want to take Jalen Waddle. Uh, he's kind of where, my if like extreme upside scenarios is who I had like I, my heart wants to pick, but I'm going to take Zach Wilson. I'm going to use the the second, you know, the second QB drafted. He'll at least have a chance to shine. And although I'm not a huge fan of him, I think at the 109, it's it's too much value to pass up at this point that I think he needs to be taken. Yeah, and who knows if what the Jets see in him? How about that for an exciting recap of that pick, huh? But but it's great. I mean, you're getting the quarterback taken number two overall in the NFL draft in a super Lex league at the 109. Um, so maybe you're not excited about making that pick, but it might work out for you. You know, I I, I think if you're here and we've got left on the board who you've got left, I mean, it's it's not crazy to take, you know, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle or anything like that, or or your favorite other wide receiver. But I mean, it's, I don't know. What do you think, Jake? You know, is Wilson the slam dunk choice here? Or, or would you pass on on this quarterback? I think he's probably a coin flip with Mac Jones right now. He's probably got a w- way higher ceiling and a lower floor. Probably like very boom bust, Zach Wilson. Yeah. Uh, would like Z- Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, would you have taken Zach Wilson before Mac Jones, Ryan? I would. Yeah, I would. I, I mean, and part of it is, um, well, I mean, there, there is a, if you look at top, quarterbacks taking the top 10 versus quarterbacks, first round out of, outside the top 10, those top 10 yeah, quarterbacks yeah. have a better track record. You know, that's, that's part of it. Um, so if it's a coin flick flip, I'll, I'll take the, um, the, the, the draft capital, capital quarterback, but it's my pick here. And I'm, I, I am tempted to go some, some other direction, but at Superflex league, um, I'll, I'll go Mac Jones. I think getting a, a guy that's going to start for New England for, I think a couple of years anyway, he'll get a chance there. Um, j- just take the starting quarterback. And I, I think that's good value at the 110. Now, I'm not excited about it. Um, and I'm very tempted by some other guys on the board. But at the end of the day, I just think that's the, the right play. I got some follow-up questions for you both. Zach Wilson and Matt Jones versus Baker Mayfield. I'll take Baker. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take Baker. Sorry. No, sorry. I should have let you finish. Jalen Hurts? Oh, that's a tough one Ooh. for me. It, my instant, I'll just go instant reaction, uh, Jalen Hurts. I th- I think so too, and I don't feel good about it, but it seems I to think, be. I think that's easy, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, Tua? Tua. I'll take Tua. 
Okay, what about uh, like the Ryan Tannehill, Matthew Stafford, Matt Ryan range? Probably not Matt Ryan. Let's go Tannehill and Stafford. I'll take Zach Wilson ahead of the Mac, not Mac Jones. Okay. I think no, that would I, be a swap. If you were, let's say, your championship, like you're going for a contender, you might want to make a move like that to get someone more ready. Yeah, when you're on the clock here, and, and you can go ahead and offer that up to the yeah the percent. I think they would take that easy, a 110 for Stafford or Tannehill. I think they're uh, – uh, Maybe Tannehill. I, I like Stafford a lot. I don't know. I, I mean, going to the Rams, I think he's got – two, three years yeah. left. I, I personally, I, but I, I probably love Stafford more than most people. So I'm not the guy to ask. I also think Taylor Hill is still per, perennially, <laughs> perennially, uh, perennially <laughs> underrated. Taylor Hill, like Taylor Hill, I think he outscored Russell Wilson last year in, in some leagues. Yeah. He's a great fantasy quarterback, uh-huh. but again, yeah, I even have the hang up, you know, I would talk, uh-huh. you know, I was saying not, not, not for Tannehill, but I think at the one ten. Let's say Zach Wilson. Well, I think ah, I might be flip-flopping, Jake. I might be it's willing. Tough, right? but I, I think I'll try to get some sugar on top. You Just for the, the age gap, right? I think the dynasty community is lower on those. The QBs that are considered over age apex, over 30, even though they're pretty much in their prime for a QB. Those teams yeah. are going for it, right? It's like Tennessee, LA, um, the Rams, Atlanta. So they're perfect guys to get if you're going for it. And, and Tennessee's game yeah. scripts can, can be bad. Their defense isn't going to, like, isn't this, isn't this, like, stout, amazing defense. So if they fall behind whatsoever, Tannehill's fantasy points can skyrocket again. I mean, he was good last year still. I mean, anyway. Absolutely. So I'm on the clock. Yeah, you're on the clock. I, so I, also, so I, I also have all the picks in the chat if you don't want to keep track of it. That's either way. So pretty much I have my pick of the wide receivers. In my opinion, yep. there's a tier of six right now. Of the, and that would, I would pick them all one after the other before I would consider Trey Sermon or Pat Fryermuth in a, t- a tight end premium. I would still pick all of those wide receivers, I would think. Um, just who is the top of the list? Yeah, who's your, who's your 111? My pair. Okay. I'm going to break that six into a top three. And it's going to go to Waddle, <laughs> Bateman, and Rondo Moore. Okay, okay. Ooh. I just, I love who I'm going to get at the 112 now. <laughs> I, I, it's, I'm going to say uh, Rondo Moore. And I think you could probably trade back and still get him if you're in this position. Yeah, that's the fun part about mock drafts is it really makes you think and pin down where your exact values are. Because yeah, we're, we're in this fictional clock, we're in this fictional mock. Well, we take this seriously. So, so I guess I think- he's my wide receiver too. That's that's kind of saying something. Wow, it is saying something, Jake. That's interesting. Yeah, Ed- his- Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I think it's good reason because I've I've said I, I like I still I've mentioned this in the show probably half a dozen times that Ohio State game just sticks in my head. It was just an unbelievable performance, mm-hmm. and how and he was like thirteen. <laughs> it was a long time. It was also a long time ago. Um, was that what a couple of years ago? He was his freshman year. He was 18 freshman. years old. Yeah. So, yes, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he is athletic, explosive, going to Arizona, being matched up with Kyler Murray, which is super exciting for Kyler Murray. So, I, I think, I guess my, my hold up is that he, I, I just kind of worry about how he's going to be for fantasy. I think he's going to be great in the NFL and great for the Cardinals, but is it going to translate to fantasy? Um, and, and it might. It might. Um, they're going to no. use him probably out of the backfield and get him the ball. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. 
but um, this might get a Carolina Reapery. And I think I said it earlier, but you had DeAndre Hopkins approaching the age 29 and you have Rhonda Moore approaching the age 21. It's an eight year age difference. I don't think Rhonda Moore has any competition in AJ Green, Isabella, Kirk. He's walking right into that number two spot. I think I'm picking more over DeAndre Hopkins in Dynasty. Obviously, if you're making a trade, you want to kick, like if you're doing Hopkins for more, you want something on top. But I would do that in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I, I I also think Jedrick Hopkins is the perfect candidate for Rondo Moore to learn from. Jedrick Hopkins' more. number one thing is like I'm going to be the quarterback's best friend. I'm going to do all this. I'm going to like we're going to eat lunch. We're going to go to the bathroom together. We do all sorts of things. Uh, and so I like that. I also like, and this is completely narrative street driven. Like there's no statistics, like statistical analysis whatsoever, but. A young, exciting, athletic player like Rondo Moore pairing with a young, exciting, athletic player like Kyler Murray. I think those two are going to gel very, very well. They're both short. They're both short. (laughs) They're both crazy fast. Uh, Rondo Moore is is like outweighs Kyler Murray probably by like forty pounds at this point because Kyler Murray is probably like a buck sixty. Yeah, the chemistry will be there. Yeah, so I, I that's and I also think that with the running back situation in. Arizona this year, you'll get some schemed backfield touches. And I think he's going to house a couple of those in his rookie season. He's shown they can house those year over year. He is an 18 year old going against Ohio state. He could house those. So I, I worry uh, like more about his college progression, but again, like Ryder Moore is a prospect that I want to boom because I want college athletes to play one awesome year as a freshman and then quit college football and still be drafted highly and succeed in the NFL. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you're privy to my, Usual, we set aside a segment for me to rant against how much I hate the NFL as an organization for five minutes. I won't now, but I really hope every prospect that set out really booms this year. So moving on, I, I think Rondo Moore, I don't mind him being your wide receiver too. For me, I'm going to go super safe though. And I'm going to take Jalen Waddell uh, yeah. above, above Rondo Moore. I'm just going to put him there because the people, some people that I trust, and especially Paul Pertichese, uh, loves Jalen Waddell and says he's the closest thing to a Tyreek Hill comparison, which is has been thrown around in the past, but he has stamped it and put his foot down and really talked about him being the closest to a Tyreek Hill comparison. He is pairing back up with Tua, which I enjoy. Uh, at least they have some sort of chemistry from the past. And I think Jalen and being drafted that highly by the Dolphins organization, which is becoming one of the stronger organizations in the NFL. Uh, I like everything about Jalen Waddle. I almost picked him over Zach Wilson up there. So now that he falls to me at the 112 here, I love having the 112 pick. And assuming that this is, you know, my fantasy, my, my championship team, adding Jalen Waddle to whatever, I probably have a strong RB core, weaker wide receiver core yeah. is huge. Yeah. It's a great, great value at the, at the one twelve. I, I think, it, I, you know, I don't know what more you can say. I think you, you, you laid it out there pretty well. I just, I think at this point in the draft one twelve, oof. Is Tua going to be upset that Waddle said Mac Jones is better? I mean, they'll probably get over it. They'll have a couple of years or something. <laughs> Tua, but Tua's Hawaiian, you know, mahalo. He's, he, he, I don't think he holds grudges. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> joking. I, think it's, I, I know, I know. I think it's super explainable that since Mac Jones was draft eligible that he would say that, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, that, that they were just doing good by Mac Jones. Yeah. And potentially poorly, though, by <laughs> – yeah. Anyway, the left-handed quarterback thing always scares me, but at least Jalen Wall has ex- some experience with it. I think that definitely helps as a bonus for sure. Uh, all right, guys, I, I'm on the clock with the 201 and Kadarius this, Tony. This is <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing Tony yet. <laughs> Maybe I'll be the one that takes him this draft. But so I'm looking at my 
pre-draft pre-NFL draft rankings. Yeah. And those I have um, Rashad Bateman and, and Terrence Marshall as my top two wide receivers on the board. However, I am leaning towards taking the, the outlier of all outliers, Devonta Smith, the Heisman winner, 166 pounds, man. If, if you know, you, you, you see him in the pads, he, you know, doesn't look super huge, but you see him in like a suit going to meet the commissioner. His frame is small, even, uh, even though he's got big hands, but I think at the end of the day w- with where he was taken, uh, in, in the draft, the, my thing with Bateman, I would totally take Bateman here, but with Baltimore, I, I don't want to overreact to landing spot, but um, JJ Zach Reeson on his show on the mailbag really had me concerned. He really laid out this really good case for, I know landing spot isn't awful, but if a wide receiver goes to Baltimore, be careful because they, they, they're just not the volume there. Yeah. Um, so, oh man, it, it sucks. Cause I, I feel like I, I've really gotten okay. to love Bateman, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Devonta Smith. Uh, Can I enter? I'm going to have a question for you. What is the difference yeah. between Jalen Hurts and uh, Lamar Jackson? What's the difference between them? Yeah, like is 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 Jalen Hurts going to be throwing the ball that much more than Lamar Jackson is? Yeah, I, I think I think he will be. I mean, I think if you look at the, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think I think uh, Philly throws the ball more than than Baltimore is going to you know, you know Baltimore is like, on the ground so well, you're right I just I, I think I compare them more like accuracy wise where oh I, I don't disagree with that and, and it could I, change I mean, going into the season more what it, I'm it, yeah, yeah it could change going into the season I just I, I think I like Devonta Smith's fit with the he gets open and uh Jalen Hurts can see it before he throws it I yeah. think he'll be faster at that. I do think his skills will translate to the NFL. So. Yeah, and that's the thing too, because I, I do think we saw what he did in college, and and could have, you know, is that gonna is he gonna be able to make an NFL his size? It's a question mark, but it's a two hundred one. I mean, I'll take the upside because you know there's a yeah. level he can hit, he can hit <laughs> yeah. big, you know. I so I'm yeah, it's a two hundred one. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Heisman winner that won the first round. Sure, give me Devon Smith, the tenth so. overall pick at the two hundred one. Uh, but but I would have been real happy with Bateman there as well. Uh, I mean that would have been and and even maybe Terrence Marshall. I mean, there's there's a lot of guys here, guys that are now that we're doing this mock, those early second round picks. Now I'm a little more excited about because I do like the wide receivers in this range. So it just it's going to drop off quickly as we're going to find out. But yeah, we will. Yeah. All right, so Jake, you're you're up then. Yes, I, when I kind of split up my six and then made it a three, uh, there's still one left, and that's Rashad Bateman. All right, and I'm yeah. like I'm I'm taking him pretty easily here. He's going to be the best wide receiver on the team, and I think he's just like that. Like I think he's talent, like super talented. I understand that they don't throw the ball enough, but either in Minnesota, like exactly things change, right? Like I don't, I'm not betting on last year's fantasy points. I'm not like I'm betting on next year. I'm trying to predict the future, right? So. I assume they're going to try to throw the ball more and I'm going to take Rashad Bateman, who's the best pass catcher on the team. Yeah. I, I, th- I think he slots right into that wide receiver one chair. Yeah. yeah. Easily. I, I, I like it. And I think what this has shown this exercise, probably let's say Bateman had gone to like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers wasn't threatening to leave. Yeah. Um, it, it, like the late first round, I think Bateman would have gone higher in this mock of ours. Right. Would we probably all agree on that? Um, but it, going to Baltimore, it will scare some people away. Maybe not everybody, but you know, I, I think you're going to get him at a good value, even if you have to take him at the, say the, like the 111 or something. I think it's it's good value for him. Um, by the dip. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys ready for things to get interesting? Oh yeah. 
So I think Kadarius Tony could be a good value here. Still being a, a round one wide receiver landing at, at, with the Giants. Uh, Elijah Moore landing with the Jets. Again, those two teams, and I, I don't want to overvalue landing spot, but in my rookie drafts, I'm going to overvalue landing spot with these two, with these two players. So now we move down. We're looking at like Dwayne Eskridge, Chuto Atwell, a Terrace Marshall landing with Carolina, which I don't, I don't love for near-term production. Um, I'm going to go with the 203 here. I'm going to go Trey Sermon, the the only other right. day two running back. The only, yeah, the only other day two running back uh, going to the Niners, which is one of the most prolific run offenses, if not the most prolific actual running back run offenses in the NFL. And going to take the the risk on the upside that he succeeds. I think that his like his ceiling is, for for what he can become for the next three four years is higher than anybody else left on the board. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I would have taken Sermon ahead of some of these wide receivers, but I, I, I certainly don't hate it. Um, I, I think, I think I'm happy with that pick. Um, so, and, and I kind of had it slotted in my slotted in at my like two or four pre pre draft. So in, in our mocky kind of lands in that range. So Jake, what, what do you think about, uh, will taking Sermon here? Is that, is that too rich for you? Or you think, yeah, he makes a good argument for him. Uh, he makes a great argument for him. He's definitely the best uh, rookie running back left. Um, and if you're looking to like, compare it to the rest of the dynasty guys, like running backs kind of drop off as soon as you have all the starters kind of get right. Like, so he's probably at the very end of like Chris, Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt, like Miles Gaskin territory. And I'm feeling like just for the age almost and the potential, I'd, I'd want Sermon, right? Especially with the landing spot. If he became if he becomes the number one, like you hit a home run there in the early second. Yeah, it just it is it's just perfect. I, I mean, I, I do I do think San Francisco is is a good match, and and I I mentioned you guys on the Patreon show. Like I said, like is this gonna be like a like a Keyshawn Vaughn situation? And then we got to talking about it, and it's like not the same situation at all. You know, um, we we saw Trey Sermon just you know just have some monster games and. Um, Man, I don't know. The Niners certainly got fun after this draft, that's for sure. <laughs> if they weren't fun before, they are now. Yeah. Yeah. But so, uh, all right, well, well, good pick. I I don't I don't feel bad about it, but I do I do worry because I've passed on first round wide receivers in the, like last year for running backs uh that I, I regretted. But uh, I, I I like it. I'm for it. I'm, I'm very much for it. I mean that's why I took him, obviously. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I, I am here at the 204 and uh, for me, I'm, I'm actually, I'll, I'll talk this out with you guys. I'm, I'm kind of, I think I'm looking at three guys right here that I'm trying to decide between uh, Terrence Marshall, Elijah Moore and uh, Pat Firemuth since this is tight end premium. I, I think that I think mid second and a super flex tight end premium is probably a pretty good place to pick him up, but I am going to go, I, I, th- I think I'll go with, with Terrence Marshall because he was um, actually my 112 going into this this draft, and obviously the medicals might have concerned some teams, but I don't think he would have been drafted, you know, day two if the medicals were were that bad. And I I, I kind of like him going to to Carolina, um, you know. So so I, I like uh, Terrence Marshall here at the the 204, but I think there are a lot of directions you can go at this point. Yep, all for it. Great pick. I think Carolina is actually a great landing spot. 
Robbie Anderson seems like a temporary guy, and he's going to be able to slide right into that number two spot pretty easily. Yeah. And he's back with his college coach. That's right. Yeah, Brady. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a good. It, go ahead, go ahead, Jake. No, no, go ahead. If Darnold doesn't work out, they're they're a very active franchise and trying to find like the next Watson or whoever goes on the trade block. Like they seem like they're always in the mix there with uh, Tepper. So. Yeah, for sure. Tepper, Tepper, man, that guy. He wants a winner. He's going to get a quarterback. If if that's not, why he left the Steelers. Mark. <laughs> Marshall was my wide receiver too at one point during this process. And like, obviously he fell off because of his injury concerns, but he's got a super high ceiling still. Yeah. yeah. I, agree. I, I think so. And that's what it was at the end of the day. Cause I think Elijah Moore is going to be a nice, nice player, but I, I just don't think he has the ceiling that Marshall has. Uh, so that that's kind of what, what did it for me. Uh, okay. Jake two Oh five then. Yeah. So, they're in my mind, like, I'm not really paying too much attention of the S Fridges or the Tonys. Um, Elijah Moore is the last white, like, as uh, Ryan mentioned, Elijah Moore is the best wide receiver available, and Pat Fireman is going to be the best tight end available. I don't, uh, Pitch, Pittsburgh's a tough spot for who's going to be the QB next year. Who's what's the protection look like? You got tons of competition in Juju, Johnson, and Claypool. Uh, where Elijah Moore, I could maybe make make an argument that he's the best wide receiver on the team easily like, obviously right like yeah Mims he was is. a senior bowl mvp last year um and i think crowder is a cut candidate so and obviously with a new coaching staff and a new qb it's kind of a fresh slate like he if he is the best player there he could have the best numbers there immediately almost right so forgetting him at the very end of this wide receiver tier i'm pretty content i'm going to take elijah moore Nice. I love it. I love the pick at the two of five. I, you know, I know that's not, doesn't make for a complaining podcast where we're all like, Oh, that's a great pick. That's a great pick. But I, I, I mean, honestly, it. honestly, I, I, he's a guy that's I've really risen on, you know, following this draft process. And I, I just think that you're right. He's the best wide receiver there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I like more a lot. I think you're going to be happy. I don't know how, high he can climb but i i think he, he can be a steady fantasy contributor and and you know at the 205 in a super flex league i think you're gonna feel pretty good about him on your roster will uh, any other thoughts about before you make your pick uh no i i that it's 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 you're doing the right thing and factoring out landing spot with a new regime a new quarterback a new team and could quite easily be the best wide receiver on that team. And he pairs well with Corey Davis. They're not competing for the same targets. Yeah. So, same with Mims. and I think Elijah Moore is still like the, the hype got to where he's going to go in the first round. He goes super early second round. Do we really need to call it like any different? If anything, he comes up through a contract negotiation. If the jets suck and he goes to a better team. So uh, for, for like super long-term dynasty value. Uh, I'm going to take the Brandon Ayuk over the draft that we're doing right now. And I'm going to go <laughs> Kadarius Tony. Uh, I only call him the Brandon Ayuk of this draft because I feel like Brandon Ayuk was super disrespected last year in rookie drafts. Uh, and I took him in a lot of places just based on draft capital and it really worked out for me. And so I'm going to take the, the last of the first round wide receivers at pick 20 with the giants. I don't love the landing spot. I don't love the quarterback situation, but I do love the draft capital and I'm willing to gamble on that at the two Oh six. That upside for me is worth it versus taking a, a my guy. Beautiful. I I mean, it's just, he is, here's what I think is going to happen with Tony. I think he's going to be a value this year in your super flex leagues. And, and I don't think he's going to have a particularly good year. And I think in 2020, I'm not saying you shouldn't still draft him, but in 2022, 
I think he's going to be a, a real great value because I, I don't think his year is going to be great. And that's going to be the time to really scoop him up. If you didn't get him now, which is, this is a cheap price to pay for him. I'm at second and um, you're going to be happy. So a uh, guy I want to keep my eye on over the next you know year. And if I don't scoop him up now, I'll scoop him up later, maybe even cheaper. So uh, and I don't love him, but I just think with the, with the first round wide receiver, he's going to get the opportunity and he's raw. So I think he's going to have a bad year. And he's, I think he could develop, you know? Um, so I, I like it. I like the pick. I don't even really like love it, but it just is a value-based drafting pick based on this year's rookie draft. Jake, where's, where's, uh, where's Tony in your tiers? Of, of um, he's, he's lower. He's, 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 he's right after the top six that we just talked about. Well, top seven after with Chase included, um, just solely based on draft capital. Did I, was I fond of him as a prospect? No. Is his situation great? No. Am I going to like be thrilled when a league mate takes him? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I mean, I won't be disappointed. That's for sure. But, um, but I mean, I, if he goes I, at the 206, I'm not really going to care. I don't yeah. know. I completely agree with that, but I'll be happy to let someone else. I'll, I'll trade that pick if I have, like if he's the best person available, I think would be my, my situation. Yeah. And I thought about going Friar Muth, but I still think a top 20 draft, like overall draft pick, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> so Ryan, you're up at the 207. No, I probably, I probably would have done the same thing there. I- I'll take Friar Muth though here at the 207. I think that this is a good place for him. Uh, um tight end premium and um i i think he if it was any other year i think he would have gotten much more hype when we talked about tight ends and, and tight end class and i just think since kyle pitts is such a dynasty platypus we didn't talk about him enough so i i i you know i don't i don't know that i like love the you know landing spot because jake's kind of alluded to that the issues the steelers have but all things considered as as early as he was taken the draft capital he has so i'll i think for him it's probably a pretty good pick here it is the, it's a fantastic pick, Ryan. It's really the only guy fantasy relevant left in my in my mind. I've never been a Dwayne Eskridge guy. He might be the next or Tutu Atwell. They've got the like the next best draft capital. Yeah, Firemuth is by far the better tight end prospect. I would say like I could be way off by this, but then Tremble and Long as like through the process, I think everyone had Firemuth ahead of those two guys. So my next pick, I am. Between Eskridge and probably those later tight ends guys, or maybe like a Kellen Mond, so it, it gets real t- like tight. Can, Hopefully, can, uh, can, sorry to interrupt, uh, but one quick note on Frymuth. I think one of the reasons he's forgotten is he only played in four games last year for Penn State. I, yeah. I love Frymuth. Penn and State I think, is. I think if you went on his, his, his 2019 season, which was which was much better, especially when you go on like Dominator, and we did for the team, and his his four games last year were, were pretty darn good first four games i mean he was on track to really really explode over the numbers he did previously if he wasn't in a class with pitts he'd be a tight end one and talked about like way more right so and i I do like i think for the future and the quarterback uncertainty i think that with with the steelers you just i mean the steelers are almost i hate to say it but a pretty good organization so i think they'll figure it out especially as scouting receivers like and obviously he's a receiver-esque like he's going to catch the ball you could you could make the argument. This might sound silly that he's the best tight end. Like if he hits, he's gonna be the best tight end that Pittsburgh has had. Like Keith Miller is the only one that comes to mind. Like oh, I love Keith have, Miller. Yeah, me like, too. Like Keith Miller is fantastic, but 
his, like his ceiling wasn't really there. He was kind of the guy that you would hope to be your tight end 12 on the week. If you got lucky, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Two big, two big white tight ends, Pat McFarland and Pete Miller. Let's go. And like, I, I, I interrupted you and I said it, but Penn state usually has athletic freaks and he didn't test this year, but if he is that athletic, like his ceiling could be like huge. Yeah. And, and so go, go ahead. I had the go next ahead. pick and I think yeah. that was, I think there's a, just a huge drop after that. Um, I'm in a uh, league with Will called Gridiron Heights, and I think I own like the entire second round. A majority <laughs> of it is the second half. If they were and startup that, pick. They're startup picks. Yeah, they were included last year in the startups. Um, and actually, I made it. I didn't draft them all. I made a trade. Um, someone offered me Russell Wilson with a whole bunch of seconds for Lamar Jackson, and I took it in a heartbeat because I didn't. I thought it was a lateral QB move where I could rack up some draft capital. Right. Just but now I'm in a position capital. where I'm I have to get my roster limit to to reach it. So I'm trading like crazy. And I've been holding on to this the late second round picks. And I don't know how thrilled I am about that right now. <laughs> That's this uh Green Island Heights though is two tight ends. So yes it is. Yeah. So so far like um, Firemouth will be gone at this point if people are smart in that league. But yeah you, you, you might have already trembles and longs yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got some options in that league with two tight ends. I mean, it, it, it's will, yeah. quite a bit deeper. You know, like Kadarius Tony could follow you right here. You know, I just <laughs> so okay. If with the two tight ends, you you add Tremble and Long into the early conversation or earlier, and maybe Brevin Jordan if he gets picked immediately. But that's probably more of a reach too. Like, there's really only the four tight ends yeah, of consequence well, in my opinion at the moment. Right. Right. Okay. I, it's. I mean, it's not world's better, but a little better. Like yeah, I'm taking all the picks. We, yeah, I'm taking all the picks we've drafted right now before any fourth round tight end. Yeah, I agree. absolutely agree. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna keep this mock going, and I'm gonna go yeah. off the board here, and I'm gonna take Kellen Mond, the QB oh. of the future. Let's hope. Yeah, I, I, he he kind of reminds me of not in play style or anything because I've never watched Kellen Mond, um, but Mason Rudolph had to get first round hype at one point and then he he fell in the draft and Mason Rudolph's awful. I'm hoping Kellamon is not. <laughs> I don't know where that comparison really came from, but he has he has first round pedigree in some mock drafts type of thing. And obviously that's probably a bit of a reach, but hey Chris Sims was I, right about Lamar Jackson. I, Hopefully he's right about Kellen Mon. Yeah, like Vikings have a have a good roster. They're building to compete right now in Kirk Cousins' window. So if anything happened to Kirk Cousins, I think Mond is a good enough talent to come in and perform with his with his surroundings, right? So, which one one landing spot we did not talk about was Kyle Trask. Any any interest? Any waffling between Kyle Trask and Kellen Mond with Trask going wow. to the the Buccaneers? I think. Uh, this probably might sound absolutely ridiculous, but I think Vikings are probably looking past Cousins right now. Where as long as Brady's staying, he's not going anywhere. I think so, your I, I think your headset cut out. Did a big echo. Oh, sorry. Um, I think that the Vikings are already trying to like looking past Kirk Cousins in a sense. Um, well, obviously they're drafting a potential DB. I know I just said that they they're in his window right now. But they're looking past him still, where I think Brady, like, as long as Brady wants to play the football, he's going to be there. That makes sense. Where if Mond gets a chance and he proves that he can be the guy, they might actually move away from 
for Cousins where they would never move away from Brady. Yeah, I agree with that. I I think I just think Kellen Mond's a better prospect than Kyle Krabs. Yes. So, Will, you got the opportunity to take Trask here as your your pick. Do you wanna do you wanna lock him up? No, I'm going. I'm going Dwayne Eskridge. Give me the undervalued older wide receiver prospect going in the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. That's and that's probably the move that I should have done. But when I see a 24 year old rookie, I kind of. Oh, I think I might have taken Kellen Mond just because I'm a homer for the Vikings. Yeah, okay. Like give me right. give me that and like at the later second round for a, a pick with the upside that he has in the the team situation with the Vikings is important too because the Kirk Cousins basically has one guaranteed year left. Yeah. So I, I like I like where we're at. And I think Dwayne Eskridge is like I'm just throwing I'm just throwing like you know, I'm just throwing crap at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh I was tempted though to go Amari Rogers and move that third round wide receiver above these guys because Let's just let I, like let's just I'm gonna pretend that Aaron Rodgers is still with with the Packers, and I think Amari Rodgers just fits so well for that other aspect that they need on that offense. They can have they can have the deep threat, uh, which won't be Amari Rodgers, but then they had that they have the the underneath threat with him, and he's just he's a big boy, and a stout boy can can catch those things across the middle. He may you know he may take Robert Tunyon's Tunyon's role, but hopefully not. He doesn't have much competition there, and obviously Green Bay is a fantastic offense to be part of. So, yeah, I probably shouldn't pay more attention to that. But, yeah, maybe the argument he could have won when I took her against doing extra in the left as well. Yeah, guys. So, yeah, this Jake, I think you called it, man. After uh, Fairmuth was taken, that there's just this cliff. drop off. I, I mean, absolute cliff. Because I'm because yeah. I'm trying to. <laughs> I, I think you're both of you made good picks, all things considered. And Eskridge probably with the you know second round, uh, was it, he went in the second round. Was that right? Draft capital. Yeah, um, pick twenty four, second round. Yeah, it's probably probably the smart he choice. Went before I, I, Terrace Marshall, which is just, I would have loved uh, Terrace Marshall and the Seahawks would have been great. Uh, yeah, it's everywhere. Terrace Marshall had a capital. So I'm I'm thinking about quarterbacks here because I you know Trask makes a little bit of sense. Um, it, so does Davis Mills, but at the end of the day, I'm just not that excited about those guys um and and i don't think that i mean trash definitely doesn't step into an opportunity this year you know he's he barring a um disastrous brady injury it's it's not going to happen and i you know the uh, houston thing i don't even i don't even want to think about so i'm gonna go with uh deami brown he's the highest rated guy on my board going into it that has actually been drafted <laughs> i have some i have some running backs on him that weren't drafted so um, looking at you, Kenneth Gainwell and Michael Carter. So uh, I'll go with Deami Brown. I'm not excited about it, but he went to the Washington football team. There's an opportunity there. Maybe he slid a little bit for whatever reason. He's a little bit under underweight, but I think he's like 6'1 and fast. I don't know. So I'll take Deami Brown here at the 210. Not excited about it, but whatever. Yeah, totally fine. A lot of people love Deami Brown. Like it seems like a dynasty Twitter darling going into this process. People are like, oh, I'm just so excited about him. But I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, the fact that he, you know, went in the third round kind of tells you what the NFL thinks of him. But Washington has done this before. They took Terry Terry McLaurin. So you know, there's a recent example. Of somebody they took later than he was than, a third round pick. Yeah. So maybe they can. It's magic. All picks. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's 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 close this out. Then uh, we got two more picks. So Jake with the two eleven, 
You're trying to trade out, uh, but no one wants it. So you're going to take. I don't even think I would trade out of the spot. I think it's a, it's a coin flip between the two tight ends who have draft capital right now. And I would pick uh, the tight out of Notre Dame, Tommy Tremble. Tommy Tremble. The Ralph Snow behind. Like, I think either or are great picks. Um, I think uh, geez, I think Tommy Tremble might have a higher ceiling. Based on what? Really nothing. Um, just kind of a gut feeling. <laughs> That, that was smart. I should have taken one of those tight ends instead of Demi Brown in hindsight, but that's okay. All right. And I, I don't mind the time travel pick besides the college that he went to, uh, which isn't a fantasy take. So I'm going <laughs> off the board. I'm going full wild card here. It's the last pick in our mock that I think we should do next. We'll probably close this off after that. Give me Josh Palmer. Oh, right. Wide receiver Ooh. to the Chargers. I think the Chargers had a great draft. And I'm just going to say that he's a part of their great draft. Give me Josh Palmer. I like they've I'm made, they've made so person. many surprising wide receivers relevant last year. Give me, give me Josh Palmy. Call it a day. You got it. You got it. Will. all right, we guys, we should probably wrap up. So uh, for our listeners, Nobody else hopped on. Well, that's all right. That's very mean of everybody. So yeah. if you're listening to this, we're mad. I think a lot of promises. I think last year, the draft party, I'm pretty sure. Cause remember I, told, I was looking at the notes. I think we did it on Saturday night and we had a lot of people cause Saturday night's better for people than Friday night. I think that's a lot to do with it, but uh, it's fine. I'm actually glad it was the three of us worked out. Well, Jake, thanks for coming on the fancy Joe's. We'll yeah. Come on more often. Back. Yeah. No, please, please. I had tons of fun. Yeah, so we will wrap it up. Uh, but before I do, guys, I'll give you uh, i I'll tell our listeners. I got my second COVID vaccination today. And I'm starting to get a little bit tired. So that's part of the reason I went in the show. Uh, but it's getting late here. Uh, so so get your vaccine if you're listening. Um, I haven't grown a third arm or anything yet. So I, I think it's I think it's safe. Um, but anyway, two-minute warning. Uh, any any um, final thoughts? Jake? Yeah, first of all, no, Jake lives in Canada. He's had his COVID <laughs> shots since, like, December of not. last year. I wish. Canada, we're way behind you guys. Okay. Yeah, I had my second one. Uh, my, my lymph node in my armpit got really sore. It's a really weird feeling. It's like, it's uh, so Ryan, I hope that doesn't happen to you, but the Oxford university did a study. Of, uh, it was only a thousand people. It's not the biggest sample size, but they found that the people who had the, like the lymph node pain in their armpit, uh, the majority of those people had had COVID and I, I have not, I mean, I, to my knowledge, I had not had COVID, although I was in an office, you know, you know, during the pandemic that, was let's, let's say pretty care i was very careful but who know, like we had some scares there so i it's very interesting i mean i don't think i don't think i had covid overall it always have been asymptomatic yeah which is just super odd to me it almost like scares me even more it makes, absolutely makes me more angry uh but i just hope that because both my wife and i both had it so if one of us had it we obviously both have it because we were we have like stayed away from everybody for like the past what like 14 months now uh anyway but i hope everybody's safe and happy and I'll, I'll pass it to Jake. Final thoughts. My final thought, I had to Google this guy's name real quick, but this Palmer guy is the next Armara D- Darbo. He was a third <laughs> round pick from no! Remember that name? Yeah. I hate Dar- Darbo was the Seahawks, that. right? He was from, he was from yeah. Michigan. I remember. Same team, same round. No, because uh, you know, Eskers is next. So, so Darbo's family... Uh, had immigrated over from oh, was it Smaya? They had a really like heart heart wrenching story about him coming over and playing college football. Uh, it might not have been Smaya, but it was definitely somewhere in like like in in Africa. 
where it was like hard for him to like integrate and get into the team. That's also part of the reason why he's older. I wanted tomorrow Darbo to succeed so badly because again, Jake, this is the fantasy Joe. So these are the kind of deep dives I do on players that will never matter in fantasy, but Amara Darbo, I got a whole like three paragraphs written about him somewhere in our show sheets. <laughs> Some reason I was thinking Palmer was went to Seattle. So I thought that was a better uh, fit, but I don't, I didn't even write anything down about Palmer. I, I have zero interest. Like, that sounds like I meet him walking across the street. Honestly, I probably, in a, in a real life draft, besides our mock, I probably would have gone Kenneth Gainwell, Chubba Hubbard. Like, I just would have taken a guess at who's going to get drafted first next round over these guys. We, we know you're a big Palmer truther. We get Josh, it. Joshy Palmy. It's coming out. It's coming out tonight. I'm getting to Jersey. Do you think they'll ever sell those? <laughs> what if he changes his number? and has What if he wants to change his number and has to buy, like, the $75 worth of inventory <laughs> of Josh Palmer jerseys? You got that third round money now, so yeah, he'll make awesome. more money than Chris Carson in one year. So, anyway. Thank you very much, guys, for having me. This is my first time ever doing something like this, and I, I loved it. So please have me on again. Of course, yeah, you're definitely you're welcome. back, Jake. Yeah, good, great to have you. All right, with, with that, let's let's uh, let's get out of here. It's late. Uh, thanks for joining the draft party. We're the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at F of Joes. Will on their Patreon. Fantasy- and enter Patreon, patreon.com slash Fancy Joe's. Will is at Fancy Joe's for Will. Jake, what's your what's your Twitter handle? You're actually on Twitter. Takes with Jake. Takes with Jake. bad takes with Jake. Yeah, no, you, you've got great takes. Oh, and picks with Noodle. Oh, I gotta make that one. <laughs> That's his dog, everybody. Take a relax. So, so follow, follow oh. Jake on, on Twitter if you're not. <laughs> we'll, we'll put his Twitter handle in the show notes. So, on behalf of uh, Will, Jake, I'm Ryan. We're the Fancy Joes. See everybody.